0: Welcome to the four string podcast, four string league podcast, your your podcast for everything four string league. Uh we're just gonna jump right in. I'm Adrian Tazaniga, your host, and I'm joined by Live Man Wet. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Jeff the Kamish Solomon. How are you doing, Jeff? Great, great. All right, now we're gonna Brian the Gil holiday. I've I've decided to give you a different something you'd find in a garage. Uh, because I called you the hammer last time you were on the podcast. So that's, I've just, I shouldn't have told you, but that's what's happening. And, I like it. uh, great to hear from you. Um, so we're going to open with our first ever segment on this podcast, which is where do you stand? That's right. Where we check our places in the standings. I'm and 2 with the bears. Not great. Uh, feeling pretty helpless. Nine picks in two games for Justin Fields, which sounds terrible until you realize he went from seven to two. Um, Brian, you're you're 2-0. and What are you feeling about that?
1: 2-0 and feels good. Um, how I got to 2-0 and does not feel great. I stole a win down 28-14 in the fourth quarter uh, with three straight interceptions, of which I really did nothing special to achieve. So it's nice to be 2-0, and but defense is still mind-boggling.
0: Yeah, it, it really is. Jeff, how are you feeling about your 2-0 and start?
2: I feel good because it was both against division opponents, so I feel like I have a pretty commanding lead, even though I really still have no idea what I'm doing on defense.
0: Defense is wild. I I actually think, just thinking about this, it's like when you're playing, um, what's the new retro football game on iPad? But when guys dive, when you step up and they just fly past you, that's how Mm -hmm. my tackling looks. I'm just flying around the field with absolutely no relationship. falling over. It's pretty wild. And I've been watching a lot of streams and what's really fun is watching people dive wildly and a lot of people will do the dive that i've done my whole life that you think you know when you like as you grow up you start to see oh people have similar experiences i'm sad at certain times people are sad or oh that makes a lot of people laugh or whatever uh it's not just me and i see like like the quarterback will scramble and just like a fat DT that's being outrun by 30 yards will just dive into nothing for no reason. (laughs) I'm like, I do that. You just, you're just like, I just want to have some, I'm helpless. Let me press this button. All right. Moving on to our first and second segment, because this is a second segment. This is for center. Now these are the four news stories from around the league that we wanted to cover. Starting with Mike Evans, torched the team he was playing, which I forgot to look up, in the first, uh, first Bucks game of the season, he had five catches for 246 yards and three TDs. Why not suspend him um, was the question I generally posed. Oh, I see my mic is being weird. Oh, now you can probably hear me better. I don't know why that happened. Uh, maybe you can't hear me at all now.
2: I can hear you fine, and I, I believe the Bucs played the Cowboys week one
0: that's what it was. Uh, I I just I only bring this up because a it was a, f- a staggeringly good game and it was really wild to watch the the Cowboys do absolutely nothing about it. <laughs> like they're just like, "Oh, he keeps throwing over the top for huge bombs and huge TDs." Fine by me. Well, what uh, would you do about it? Nothing. Well, this is I said I wrote down uh suspensions for like XP, whatever thinging we do. I said, it's like porn, you know, when you see it, that's what was said, I guess, in Congress or something. And so I kind of am like that because it's, you know, there is this idea of like, we need rules for everything, but there are, there is a point when you're just like, yeah, this is, I mean, I don't know. I think this is a non-story in terms of then why not suspend it. And yet but you I just, wrote it down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's what force Center's is all about. All right, moving on to number two, Tua uh 687 yards and eight TDs through two games. But the key thing that I noticed statistically was 31 for 38 passing. A that's very few passes to get that many yards. Secondly, he has amazing accuracy. And I thought we could talk about the QB accuracy. Brian, are you are you finding your quarterback just throwing the ball into a wide open
1: space? And then you're like, oh, god damn it. Yeah, I've I've had an interesting combination of a couple things. I've had a couple times where I was pretty certain it should be an accurate throw with Russell Wilson and yeah it just my very i think my very first throw of my very first game i was like uh yeah he was wide open right over the middle uh and missed him by 5 yards i thought that was weird and then there's been other times where i've been rolling out and like yeah this might be a questionable throw and it's like a dime right on the money so i don't know I also played an exhibition game just to test it with Geno Smith, right? Because I played a play now game and they use the the live updated rosters and everything with injuries. And so I played with Geno Smith uh, and he was strangely accurate. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on with the, uh, with the accuracy, but it does seem to make a difference from play to play for sure. Jeff, have you, I mean, you're 31 for 38, but
0: yeah. what do you think about, have you seen it against you more so, or if those seven, uh, seven, inter, uh, incompletions have you been like this is fucking bullshit
2: oh maybe one or two i was a little upset but uh i think for the most part it's been about pocket presence while i'm playing um i think pass rush is harder this year and i'm taking fewer hits as the quarterback uh so (laughs) (laughs) audio podcast is not going to see the jerk off motions you're making but um, yeah i'm paying more attention to where the quarterback is in the pocket more so than I am looking downfield right now. Uh, and so I'm able to sidestep some pass rush, get a little more time, and I'm not rolling out. I'm not doing as much throw on the run uh, for the most part. Some of it, I'm, I'm still moving. But I think that's part of the accuracy right now. And also because defense is what it is right now, if you give a play enough time and you have enough time in the pocket, someone is almost always open because Someone's the secondary yeah. cannot keep up forever. Um And that's just part of why offense is big right now and defense is hard is, as we know, like if a play lasts long enough, these guys are getting more open this year than last year. And Mm -hmm. it's harder to tackle and harder to defend the pass in general. So when someone's in open space, they're probably getting another 20 yards afterwards. You know, I don't need to go deep bombs every play, even though it's a pretty good threat with Will Fuller and Jalen Waddle. So if I have the pocket time, I can get a 10-yard pass, which will run for 30 after the fact.
1: I yeah, just I, um... I just realized I just realized something too while while you were talking when when I said what I said. I, I missed the first pass of the game with Russell Wilson to, to the rookie D Eskridge. Um and I also realized that Russell Wilson was fourteen for fifteen in that game with a hundred and fifty eight point three quarterback rating. So the very first pass I threw was incomplete and then I completed every pass after that. That'd wow. Just... Yeah. So I so there's... I, I mean Baby Seat, the
0: owner of the Bengals, he will probably remember me throwing just like short outs to Allen Robinson and just overshooting him time and time again or floating it into the space. And I was losing my mind, but I actually think it's good overall for the game. I think like a lack of... Because I think in Madden 21, by the time you were done, you knew you were going to hit your target if you press the button at the right time and everything, where this one, like there's just inaccuracy. So I, I've been... uh I'm cool with it. I'm actually okay with it. But, I mean, sometimes I'm just like, holy shit, could you just fucking, like, don't do that to me. So I feel like it makes me much more of a fan in that sense, that you're just like, oh, what are you, you you idiot! You know, that kind of stuff. So, I don't know, I'm into it. All right, moving on to, oh. Just one
2: last thought is, also when the quarterback does get hit and a wild pass goes up floating in the air, the wide receivers are much better at coming back to the ball this year and just getting it instead of it being like an easy zone pick for whatever reason.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which, well, we'll get to pick soon. Number three, the Warrens, or the Washington football team, as they might be known now, are ascendant, uh, which is really interesting. And I just wonder, they're 2-0, and and do you feel like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the coach of the last, uh, the Madden 21 Warrens, was holding them back, or do you think it might have been Button pusher Adrian Tazaniga, I don't know. It's pretty interesting. Or is the team that much better than the shitstorm I inherited? Um, what do you guys think? Have you been paying attention to their games, or I have? So that's it.
2: Mm, I think Washington has had a few lucky bounces to start two and zero, but I would say that perhaps they have a more balanced offense than the previous coaching scheme uh, implemented, and that may be helping a little bit.
0: I feel like it was because I played so well with Antonio Gibson that he's actually where he is now. So, sure. I don't know. <laughs> Brian, just to, just to check, Like, how many of the league games are you watching on average out of the 16 that are played each game week? I probably get at least parts of five or six. Oh, wow. What about you, Jeff? Yeah.
2: I didn't hear what you said because I was answering someone in Discord
0: holy shit uh how many how, can people hear us live in discord and can we do like a live Q and A?
2: yeah but nobody's asked okay. anything so
0: yeah we, like don't, we don't we don't want to do that i don't want to hear from those turds um i was asking what did i ask brian i don't even remember five
1: seconds ago uh, how many how many games a week of the 16 do you get a chance to see
0: oh
2: i would say eight out of ten usually uh some of them i'll click off if it's a blowout or if it's just really bad uh but like i, I, watched, of, I watched the ravens chiefs game and that was against the cpu and i thought it was super fun to watch
0: i like uh out of 16 games how many do you watch eight out of 10 i just love statistically <laughs> where you're coming from i would say i watch between like 11 and 12 because i w- i'll wake up and then all the games will have been played the night before since i'm in london so i'll just sort of like go to work and i'll just have it there while I'm writing and just sort of like have it in the background. And it just, it's just a nice distraction. Um, So I'm, I'm pretty up up on it. Okay. Number four on the fourth center. This is where we bring four news stories from around the league. That's the four coming at you. Here's number four. The piss poor lions upended AC's pay- Packers to slide into first place, to slide into the league's DMs and say, Hey, will they go one and 16 or will they go 16 and one? What, I mean, first of all, Chris has the lag excuse he's in an airbnb Mm -hmm. probably not true he bought a house known as hey if i lose the first few games of the season i'm gonna act like i moved into an airbnb with crappy (laughs) wi-fi which may or may not be true um what do you what did you think of that did you guys watch this game
2: i watched it after the fact uh because it happened at you know 5 a.m or whatever in america which was normal time for Australia versus Australia, which, of course, is why we tried to lump in everyone in this one division to begin with, so that they could have two games a season that were in insane times. Um, it was apparent that the Packers were turning the ball over a lot, and it would make a lot of sense that that was because of the stutter lag uh, that we've all seen and experienced before. And I feel bad for Chris, because he's talking about, like, taking a, a 10-week break break because of it which i understand uh but also like how do you not get excited for the lions who expected to win no games this season and just took down the best team in the nfc north
1: i love it i love it brian did you watch that game i did not see it but i i saw the score update pop up and i thought i had to do a double take because my for some my brain still goes to teams from last year so like for me i have to think for an extra second to remember who the owners are of each of these teams too. And I know that Ben struggled a little bit um, last year too, but so I, I, I kind of want to go back and watch it because th- I was blown away that that was the final score of that game.
0: Yeah. He ran the ball. Well, he just, he basically, he just laid back and then Chris would throw him terrible interceptions. So it does yeah. seem probably like there was some lag, um, but, and then there was no you know, kick Chris too. No, oh really at all.
2: Uh, I think maybe the meter was there. There was no kick arch uh, for either of them. Um, and when you watch the stream it's not there and Chris said he didn't have it either.
0: Right. That's amazing. Uh, baby seat played me and he was he was kicking terribly but then all the advantages of playing as the bears at home are kick related or two of mm-hmm. them are that it shortens the kick meter so I, I meant to ask him about that but uh we didn't get to it. All it right. Also speeds now we move up, on. So
2: you misclick the timing. It's <laughs> so awful.
0: Ah. I mean, not for me. I love it, although I never have the advantage, so I guess it really doesn't matter. Um, all right, moving on to views from the fourth story. Again, four for four string, but story like a building and a view like we're looking at the league. So these are four storylines I want to discuss. Um, one, Number one, the trade frenzy has cooled. The trade regulations were downed, but now one is revived. Is it actually in the rules room now, G- uh, Jeff?
2: Yeah, I posted it last night. Although no one's had any comments on it, so
0: I was just gonna ask. Uh, all right, well then it's gonna pass. Flying colors, I love it. Um, so basically, I'm I just like trading. I just don't think you can run a human league where trade can be laissez faire because that's lazy and unfair. And you do love uh, that line campaign slogan I read, baby i'm running for office if i ever run for commission that's gonna be my whole thing jeff solomon laissez-faire atz lazy, lazy okay. and unfair wait, no the opposite shit no wait i don't great, know great campaign um, management yeah i've already fucking blown it um, all right fine marilyn robinson or whatever her name is um but the so the new one is basically to uh, have a committee review trades that are flagged. Because we j- basically if one person says, hey, this trade seems a little messed up, it's better for them to have that option and say like, hey, this is messed up. Or basically not even to say that, they, or I don't even know if they have to flag it publicly, I think they can flag it privately and then you will say, hey, this is under review. And then, so if I'm in the, I'm in the NFC North, then the AFC North, if the trade's not with them, those four owners will get a chance to say like, ah, it's fine. It's not fine. You know, they get a vote up or down, and then the opposite division of the other person um, will also get a vote. So that gives eight people a chance to review a trade. And if it gets uh, four votes to overturn, then it will be overturned, and then they can renegotiate the trade. Um, but is there a two-week hiatus at that point? Then is that how yeah, it works? There's a
2: two-week pause if your trade is uh, not allowed. You have to wait for two advances. So not two weeks technically but right uh that's also how we do uh waivers if you want to sign someone you cut into free agency you have to wait two advances um which is where i came up with that terminology but uh i uh, think right. it's a good rule and uh i'm not just saying that because todd has threatened my dog uh <laughs> we just had someone quit because uh not wanting to deal with the controversy of a trade and it's a pretty regular occurrence that people make a trade. Other people have strong opinions on it. I'm not just including myself there. It's true of a lot of trades. And Other trades, yeah. And the people who are involved just don't want to hear it. And it's annoying to them because it's basically calling them stupid uh, repeatedly or that they were tricked or that they don't know what they're doing or any number of insulting ways to phrase something, even kindly. Um so I think this is a better system than just having everyone yell at people and then people getting mad and leave because I think when you when you don't treat people respectfully they don't want to stick around and some people have thicker skin than others and some people just don't put up with the same level of bullshit as others and whatever the result I want to keep people in the league so I don't I would like to have something like this at least there's a methodology of uh taking your grievance somewhere that won't force people out quite so frequently and most importantly uh, to why i support this it's not a set group of people so no one gets on a high horse about being on an upper echelon of human in this league
0: yeah i think the value of it is that i think it kind of cool it's like it's the cooling dish or whatever the fuck they say about the senate that the cooling saucer, it's almost like if I'm super pissed off, I can just say it. And by the time people vote, then I'm probably chilled out about it just automatically. And I feel like I've, I can be mad. But then I also think it gives me a perspective of if the people are debating it and I'm not involved, I also feel like it can give me that sense that I could explain why the trade Feels unfair to me without being like, "Hey, you fucking jackhole! You just fucked the whole league by making this trade." Instead, I'd be like, "All right, here's how I see it," and then it becomes more interesting and debated as opposed to like an incendiary flame throw. And that's that's my biggest thing. That's what I'm up. Um, and just that way morale, because it does suck. Like, because here's the thing: if if I fuck you over in a trade, and then somebody calls you an idiot, you feel terrible. But what's the alternative that they just stay silent and then they're like mad? At, they're just mad because then there's no, you know, because then I I win. So I think it's it's good. Brian, what do you think about this? Have you looked over this? Have you have any thoughts over there?
1: Yeah, I, I don't like trade rules. Uh, I, I like the original that we had to protect new people. Um, but that said, if there has to be a rule in place, uh, then I think this one seems fair. It seems very straightforward, simple. Um, not too complicated. So if there has to be one, uh, then this seems like the, probably the best option. Um, so that's good. Yeah, I, I think what I'm,
0: my biggest thing and I've, uh, we tried to throw some, uh, rules out there and they got all voted down, but I think the biggest thing that I want is just not the huge, I don't want anybody getting totally, I just don't want trade rape. I don't mean to use that word and uh, you know it's not a fun word to have to use but i have seen it happen and it's really awful and it has long lasting effects all right i feel like that's good uh i think we can move on to number two right jeff uh sure if you don't if that's all you wanted to say i'm good i mean i think look if you're thinking about voting against it just don't and here's why <laughs> i would say don't vote against it vote for it because we should see how it works Let's just try something. Right, not we can always like...
2: pull it back later, like we have with yeah. pretty much every other trade rule we've ever passed.
1: Yeah, yeah I, everything I gets Shit canned. I agree. We can we can give it a shot and and see how it goes. And I think most likely it will work fine. Um, I would just uh, my only counter argument to that would be is there are shitty trades that people get trade raped all the time in the actual NFL. I'm pretty sure the Seahawks stitch just did with Jabal Adams that seems to be turning out very poorly. Um, so stuff like that does happen. There's, uh, there's a but... more
2: solid argument to be made when players have literal ratings that determine their skill level versus just evaluating someone's talent. Uh, but I True. think True. the reason this is worth trying is because, one, it involves a large number of people, which may be a positive or a negative, depending on how this works out. Maybe people get tired of this very quickly and, and are like, I don't want to be in these judgments anymore, and then it all falls apart. Um, but the point is that it's not the same people every time uh so at least it's no there's no one arbiter of is this fair or not and i think that's important because if you just give it to a commissioner to judge or a a group of judges over and over again you have to abide by their strictest definition of fairness and i think it is something that's case by case and situational and based on your team makeup and how you want to run your team, and if you're looking at a cap problem, and you're trying to, you know, plan two years ahead instead of just making a championship run now, like the Buccaneers, who have basically disassembled their old roster uh, in an attempt to rejuvenate it, so that in season three they're not just destroyed. That matters, you know. They're giving away players for mid-tier draft picks, but at the same time they're like. I have so many starters, it doesn't matter, and I, this guy's going to be cut next year or retire, and so where am I then? And I think that does matter because on its face value, maybe giving up a fourth-round pick for Jason Pierre-Paul, who's an 80, I think, doesn't make a lot of sense for them. But when you look at the fact that we play for four years and they have other players and they're in a tough division and they're trying to build – starting from the top it does make more sense or the Packers trading a better running back for a running back who has a four-year contract so he doesn't have to renegotiate for his running back that makes sense even though it's a a downgrade let's say player wise contractually that guy's going to get better and he doesn't have to deal with the headache of having to re-sign a running back for 30 million dollars
0: yeah well I think also that's one of the important things that that i hope will come out of this and maybe there's a document or something but just sort of to illustrate why a trade all the the parameters of a trade because yeah money is important age is important all these different things are interesting to look at and i think some and salary cap hit and stuff like that i think there are times when people
2: too, like if you have yeah three good cornerbacks and you can trade one of them away and get you know, a defensive tackle. Like, okay, maybe a cornerback is more important a position, but you already have depth at the position. Why wouldn't you take a downgrade overall, let's say, for a position you actually need? I mean, it's all about roster makeup and strategy.
1: Do we have a – is there anything written in the rule about how long uh, said owners of said divisions in any given trade have to respond or to vote on that? And then the other – I'm just trying to think of like – No, we don't, Brian, but
2: also no one's commented on it. So that would be the kind of issue to raise before we add something to the rule book.
1: (laughs) 24 hours, (laughs) I think, was our goal. Okay. And then what happens when somebody says, okay, so on my trade, there was eight people that voted. um, But on this trade – or on that trade, there was eight people that voted. But on my trade, only five of them did. And what would those other three people have voted as? So I mean Uh, – So, like, okay, so let's say – like if three owners, for whatever reason, just don't vote – that's an abstain they have and, to
0: well they have <laughs> we to? will find I mean, them we have to or we we scald them we take a hot poker to their well, I think that the would inside be they're like
2: part of the judgment of whether this rule works or not is if people just get tired of participation participating and yeah. abstain over and over again then it's a failure
0: but if it, if it gets five votes to the positive, then it passes. So you know, and I, I do think most trades are. That's what it's going to be. People are going to go like, yeah, this is fine. Boom. I mean, you so, you know, so it's like porn. You know when you know.
2: Count as a non-vote, and you need. F- I, okay, yeah, we got to talk
0: about this. Good this question. Is why, this is why the rules chat exists. <laughs> Yeah, I, but I hate when we get bogged down in like the, the details too much of, how of this because then it's like, well, what if people don't do it? And then, we, then we're screwed. It's like, well, let's find out about that. I, I want to yeah. apply the rule. Moving on, I think this is a huge news story or storylines developing, which are injuries in general. But there are five torn labrums in the league right now. And I want to I want to deal with labrum issues. I have a torn labrum. Uh, not me personally, but my team does and broken fingers are a plenty. I have some broken ribs on my, my, uh, backup tight end. Um, so here's really what I wanted to get at. Cause I think this is the interesting part of this, which is like, how are you guys dealing with this in practice? Do you give a fuck? Are you like, get out there and full pad it every time? Are you half pads guys? How are you handling this? Brian, kick it off.
1: Uh, I've gone, so far, I've gone full pads in both practices, but I have split almost every rep. I've been either splitting reps with starters and backups, or I'm giving, depending on the age, like Bobby Wagner doesn't need to practice, right? Um, so I'm on, pretty much all my linebackers are, all the reps are going to the backups because they're young guys who I want to increase their XP on and and increase their value um so i've and i've had one injury this last week um d eskridge had a strained pcl for one week so he missed the game week two um but i have been splitting or giving all the reps to backups and i've only had one injury so far
0: and i, I didn't even know you could do that so your choice is basically half pads, full pads, and then backups or starters
1: but it's by position. yeah for each for each position group
0: yeah oh really Oh, man, that's awesome. I mean, that's really interesting to me because that means legitimately that you as if you can have an aging linebacker core, but that's a position where maybe you go get younger linebacker dudes that people are just like, yeah, it's a 67 overall middle linebacker. Sure, he's a rookie, but he's also 65, 67 overall. But you could deal with deal for him and then you could build him up to 71, 72 over the course of a season just from having him in a backup position just practicing that's i don't know i love I it jeff uh,
1: oh, go ahead. go ahead brian oh i was just gonna say, i think it's cool that you can that you can give your uh your backups reps at any given position but you still also have those three um designated positions to give extra additional xp to so there's there's more xp to go around so to speak you can you can I, divide it up a little bit better who were your three selected dudes uh, i don't know my rookie, uh, D. Eskridge, who's a wide receiver, and I have uh, one of my offensive linemen that I designated to be a star dev from a regular dev. And then I have um, a young defensive end or tackle. I'm trying to remember which one I stuck in there. So I'm trying to spread it around a little bit and maximize the amount of XP that I can get.
0: Yeah, that's good. What about you, Jeff? How are you feeling about this injury stuff? Are you doing half pads, full pads? You're 2-0, and o, so it's a different scenario for you than me, but not than Brian, old 2-0 Brian.
2: I like it. I like that people can get injured in practice, and I like the like choices you have to make because I've been saying for a while now they need to make depth more important in the game. Uh, we've had mid-maxing situations all through 20 and 21 where it's like, okay, I have 48 players on my team because that's my salary cap, and I couldn't afford to get a new guy even if I wanted to. And I would like to see everyone had 52 or 53 at least. Um, of course, there's also issues with that in the game programming and that going on IR doesn't move any salary cap around and uh, the practice squad, it does not follow actual NFL rules, which says that you can elevate players twice in a season and they don't have to go on your roster uh, or that you can sign veterans to the practice squad, which you can do in real life, but not in Madden because Madden is a piece of shit that does not follow NFL rules. Um, But I like it in concept, like most features in Madden. I wish it was better thought through Uh, because part of the issue is you can't designate who your starters or your backups are. So in my case, I agree. I don't want a a veteran like Calais Campbell to practice. I don't think he needs to. I don't want him to get hurt on any level, and his XP level is at such a a rate that it wouldn't matter even if he practiced every week in full pads. He's never going to get the next level, so why should I waste my time? And there's only one way to get him off of my depth chart to do that, which is to change his position, get his overall lowered, which would be cheating, uh, or to, like, I could make him a kicker every week for a few days while I do the training to get my other guys in there, which is bullshit, because I've been doing a lot of player editing to move positions to get them to be scheme fits and things like that, and then that also then affects the depth chart for that training. So I have a guy like... Uh, Rayquan Davis set as a defensive end when I want him to play defensive tackle and the only reason I'm doing that is so that when I can do training he gets first team reps which is what I want uh, and there's no way to just say like defensive line or individual players what I would prefer would be to have like a list of 50 guys and you can set what they are or even like designate them a starter or a backup for training purposes or say you know, Calais Campbell doesn't need to practice. He's the best there is.
0: That yeah, I said, don't know I, I what the... No injuries. <laughs> right. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I'm doing full pads. I'm out there to wreck my team. I guess I'm doing the starters. Um, Justin Fields, my uh, year two uh, cornerback, and my rookie left tackle are my three. Who, who are your three, Jeff? Are you putting Waddle in that group? Um... I don't know. All my guys are on
2: defense and my rookie offensive lineman who I have playing right tackle, but is another great example of moving positions around because the game says he's a center. And if I don't make him a right tackle, then I don't have a starting right tackle to get reps. So I had to make him a right tackle, even though the scheme fit for him is power, which is center or guard for my scheme, which is very irritating.
0: I don't really understand what you're saying, but I'm super into it. Okay, can you guys hear the dryer or the yes. the washer spinning? Sounds okay, like is it annoying? Yeah, it sounds insane. Timing is perfect. Uh, all right, moving on to um, the next thing, which is the year of the pick. So here's a statistic. like We all know there are a lot of interceptions, especially early. This is pretty much a tendency. But the NFC North has 27 interceptions between three teams. That's the Bears, Packers, and Vikings. In two games, so that's a lot. Guess how many Jared Goff of the Lions has? Dude.
1: None. Oh, you none, is wrong, <laughs> none is wrong, Brian. None is wrong. did you oh, say no. none as well, Brian? Oh, Brian said oh, none. I, was, I said two. I said none.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, combined, you're still under, but he only has three. Which if wow. you think about it is pretty wild that like the team the guy here's the thing about the Lions, if you're if you're like, I don't really get what they're talking about. The Lions owner has no talent and has dismantled his team somehow to get picks even for players that I'm like, why is he doing this? Which he has a reason. He's got a rationale. He had the Cardinals last year and made the playoffs once and was solid enough. Um but yeah, so I mean what do you think about the pick situation? Are you seeing a ton of in- interceptions in your games? I'm going to lose my hearing from the whininess of this kettle washer spitting, but let's hear you guys talk about this.
1: Um, uh, but,
0: you can go first, Brian.
1: Uh, first, I was just going to say, can we can we just clarify that the Lions have no talent on their roster? <laughs> Not that the Lions owner has no talent. <laughs> I mean, um, who knows? Who knows? Uh, um, yeah, so... Okay, so again, my first game that I played, um, 158.3, perfect quarterback rating, 14 out of 15 with Arthur Wilson. And then the second game against the Titans, I threw two picks, but both I thought were to guys that were pretty open. And I've seen I feel like a weird thing. Jeff mentioned earlier that when a ball gets tipped, um, that receivers do a good job of coming back to the ball. Uh, but I've noticed that like on a on a pass that maybe is a little high or maybe it floats or whatever it is, it's not a it's not a direct line the DB has much more awareness of where the ball is than the receiver does. At least that's what I've noticed so far, because the DB starts to to break forward on the ball. Let's, let's say it's a, a comeback route or an out route, right? Um, and the, the cornerback is cutting diagonally back towards the ball while the receiver just maintains its basic out route. Um, and so even though, like, I threw one pick on an out route where my guy was easily 4 to 5 yards. Okay, 3 to 4 yards open going toward the sideline, but it was picked. And it seemed to be clear that the cornerback, not that the cornerback like in the old Madden where they would just magically turn around and appear at the ball, but more so that the logic of the cornerback makes sense and that probably that it should be played that way, but the logic of the receiver does not ha- it does not have that same logic. So the receivers are not reacting the same way to the ball as the cornerbacks are. And I think that's where some picks may be coming from. Cause guys that look like they're open, the cornerback closes and breaks on the ball, but the receiver does not. Right.
0: I, I will say that there were uh picks in my game against the Bengals. One was, I was rolling out and I, I was going to throw to the sideline and I did throw. And then his linebacker seemed to like not warp, but he definitely sold out and made the pick. And I was like, what the fuck? And then in retrospect, I was like, well, yeah, he, ex- he was baiting me to throw that, and I threw it, and he did pick it. Um, mm-hmm. So, But if I would have just floated it, then it would have gone over two guys, and then my receiver could have taken it and probably got a pretty big uh, chunk, chunk yardage situation. Jeff, what do you think about the pick situation, and what have you been experiencing in your 31 for 37, 38 accuracy?
2: I don't remember week one but in week two the pick I threw was basically I was trying to float it over the top of a zone and the arm strength just wasn't there I guess or you could say it was the game doesn't let you I don't know yet we haven't played long enough I've seen enough miracle throws in this game that I, I don't want to side with uh, the game doesn't let you quite yet um, but the DB was short of the play backpedaled and jumped and made, like, a leaping top of his fingertips interception, reception, uh, which if I had done a high throw with the left bumper, maybe it would have been a reception instead. I'll call that on me. Um, so I don't know because, like you said, I've been playing pretty well in the passing game. That's the only pick I can remember from the first two weeks, and it was definitely a decision I made uh, and probably one I'd make again and just try and throw it a little higher next time.
0: Yeah, I um, I was just about to go to our fourth topic um, because I have to hop off here, and I'm going to have you guys wrap this up. But before I forget, have you guys seen the Daddy League Sports book on the website? <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's fucking great. Uh, just to give you a sense, Brian, your Titan Seahawks mm-hmm. game, you were a minus nine with an over under of fifty seven, <laughs> which is pretty pretty accurate. I mean, I mean, yeah, over like you definitely now. almost got a... What's that?
2: The over under of 57. I mean, wasn't the final score like 28 to 25 or something? So that would have been yeah, close. It
0: was pretty close. Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then, Jeff, you were uh, negative seven or minus 17 against the Bills, which is a 52 over under. And well, how did I that won work out?
2: 38 to 14, I think, or 38 to yeah. seven. This thing is
0: chillingly accurate. Chillingly <laughs> accurate.
1: Uh, Especially for the lack of sample size.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think I don't know. It's just kind of a nice thing. I, I love this idea because it gives you something to go off for predictions. Like there's one game left this week, and I was just bored, and that's how I found it. I was like, oh, the the uh the Eagles are getting 10 points. I'm like, well, that gives me something to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Um the okay, so here's the last topic I want to jump in. I'm only gonna say a few words on this. I might bail at any time, but uh the Jalen Waddle or Jamar Chase debate. Which I'm starting now, which has never been started. Nobody cares about it until this moment. Um, where do you stand on it, Jeff Solomon?
2: Well, I gotta stand my guy and uh, Jalen Waddle. Although I'd say he's been up and down, not for performance, but for being open. Week one, he was three for three with three touchdowns and 170 yards or something amazing. And then week two, it was all short passes, uh, and he couldn't break anything longer. Um, so he was, I think six receptions with i don't know tw- 25 yards and and a touchdown. Um so I think Jamar Chase is probably a bigger focus in that offense because I have a lot of wide receivers and Kareem Hunt uh whereas the Bengals have Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon as their biggest weapons. Um so my money's going to be on Jamar Chase just cuz I think he's going to get more uh targets.
0: Yeah, three for 174, and then six for 65. And I don't know if you've noticed this. If you click on a player uh, page, they have the career stats, and it literally will have a tracker of That's how they cool. do over the course of a season. That's it's crazy. just great. This site is doing what I need it to do. The only thing they're missing um, is
2: weekly leaders. I want that so bad.
0: I yeah, I mean, I'm fine with it. I'm okay. My life is okay. But I understand more is more. You know, um, I'm just looking up Jamar Chase to see his line, but he oh he's got eight. Catches for 228 yards, two drops, five TDs. Um, Does uh, Waddle have any drops? Probably not. Probably. Your team doesn't drop. I mean, who knows? (laughs) He had five for 151 against me. All right, that's it for me. Uh, You guys can jump around however you want. Games to watch this week. I'm excited about the Titans and Colts. Um, But that's it. I'm going to shut, turn off my video, and go get it, boys.
2: Okay. Uh, what we what do we still want to we want to talk about Mike Evans? We kind of skipped over that. Uh, or no, I guess we did talk yeah, about I think, that.
1: Yeah, I think we just have our games of the week, our games to watch. Is is I think that's all we got left.
0: Okay.
2: Uh, Todd talking about Titans versus Colts, but he didn't say anything, mm-hmm. so I guess we'll move past that. <laughs> I'm looking at the Panthers versus the Texans. Uh, I had, on our prediction show, I didn't have a lot to, of good to say about the Texans. I said that they would probably fall short because of their roster, even though Billy is a good player. 2-0 and o versus 2-0, and uh, Panthers-Texans, I so far have not been correct on my Texans prediction, although my Panthers prediction has been good because I said Bear, who's the Panthers owner, is very good and has benefited from us waiting to start the league, and that he got Stephon Gilmore and... Uh, CJ Henderson, I think, was the other cornerback. So basically, his secondary got supercharged before we could start. Um, whereas I was trying to give him a bad roster to start with because he's such an overperformer, and now he has a good roster and gets to use it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's always good to be able to use a good roster. I, yeah, I, I, I think in our prediction show, I, I went with. <clears throat> Billy's talent over the Texans' lack of talent because he's just so good on the sticks. Um, so this this will be a that is a good game that you do pick Texans Panthers. Um, I chose Eagles Cowboys. Um, one of my favorite things is Todd mentioned the the sports book thing on daddy leagues um daddy leagues predicts this game to end in a 24 24 tie Ooh. so i thought that was one thing that stood out that was kind of interesting uh and they're both teams so the the eagles are 0 and one and they're pending their game against the 49ers um and the uh cowboys are 0 and two uh meanwhile the the football team the washington football team is two and so one of these teams is going to get a win and if if Rich and the Eagles lose to the 49ers, they're both going to be zero and two going into this game, and somebody's got to get a win. And the Giants are also zero and two. So the winner of this game has a, a chance to stay in the division potentially and keep pace. It's week um,
2: two. Let's or week three. Let's. Well, I know, but but but, but, if,
1: but if if the uh, Pasta Padre plays the Bills, who are one and one, if he goes to three and zero, and and these other two teams are zero and three, that's a early on that's still a big gap to make up so i think this is a a, one to keep an eye on is it going to be the the eagles or the cowboys that come out of this one
2: so some interesting storylines going into that game that you didn't touch down touch on is i watched the week one game against the falcons and the eagles uh and it was clear to me that the eagles are going to enjoy jalen hurts speed on the outside but Mm -hmm. also have not figured out that his uh passing accuracy takes a hit when running, and also is a fumble machine. If he gets hit, because I think he had two fumbles and two picks on what would have been runs for first downs, um, and and really bailed the Falcons out of that game because they were win- they were controlling the ball for most of the game. The Eagles were, and then Eagles also, were okay. They've lost Lane Johnson for seven weeks with a torn fibula or something or other. Um, can and... you tear?
1: Can you tear a fibula? <laughs> i don't know i'm not a, I'm it's not a, a, bo- isn't not that a, a podcast is not um, a bone
2: sure he tore it right out <laughs> uh, so he has a pretty decent set of backup linemen on the team but will the loss of a 90 overall lineman and a guy who likes to run predominantly uh have a larger impact on his offense for the first half of the season than maybe he's anticipating with his schemes
1: that could be, yeah. And on the, on the rollout thing, one of the things that I've learned, and I learned this in twenty one too, and um, is when you when you're on the run, and sometimes you can't, right? Sometimes you're you're about to get hit, but if you can just let go of the stick, but right before you throw it, and your your quarterback will set his feet. Um, so if you're rolling out and you're you're going to throw it, unless the guy's like wide open and it's a, it's an easy one, um, you got to let go of the left stick so you can your quarterback will set his feet and throw a more accurate ball
2: that's good advice
1: pro tip for you right there
2: uh is there anything else you want to talk about today
1: um i'm just looking over the list here i don't think i think we covered everything i think that's it i think that's a wrap
2: todd came in with a with a rundown and i was like oh cool a rundown and then i was like i have nothing to add
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's pretty solid so okay Um, Uh, I'll
2: just end by saying, if you are in the league, go take a look at the rules room because there's been no commentary on the new proposal and, uh, we need to hammer that into a fine sheen of armor before we add it to the book. Um, and, uh, otherwise we'll see you sometime next week. We don't have a schedule yet.
1: Yeah. We we need to come up with a fancy official sign off too. (laughs) We don't have to have one right now, but we'll, we'll come up with something. (laughs)
2: invite your friends we want to fill up
1: there you go that's it
0: all right bye everyone see ya